Hi, guys. I know you'll see. <laughs> Somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. Hi, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another mm-hmm. episode of Mentally Gone Daily. This is episode number 45. My name is Callie Lacerda. Today is June 8th, and sitting oh, across and from me I is... I am Gabriella Lopes. <sighs> Let me finish talking. Let me finish talking. And I am Gabriella Lopes. What's up, guys? Um, How many of you guys listening live on the east coast i'll wait i'll give you a few seconds for you to scream the answer into your phone so i can hear it live while i'm talking right now okay cool um wildfire smoke boosts n95 mass demand in the u.s um i just walked my dog today um this morning and yesterday i did not walk my dog admittedly i was uh fearful of stepping outside of the house considering you know i i've never experienced this thing you know the smoke and the fires in canada that are influencing everything i've never experienced anything along those lines and yeah it's scary scary stuff yesterday the world kind of looked like uh blade runner you know like it looked like a post-apocalyptic scene straight out of a movie and it was horrifying everything was Everything seemed like it had an Instagram filter on it, which was pretty alarming. People were saying that it looked like how Mexico is portrayed in movies. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> like with the yellowy orange yeah. like hue over everything. And it also reminded me of a Wes Anderson style of film. Have you ever seen those TikToks of people creating mm-hmm. Wes Anderson edits out of their lives? don't even know who that is but for all of the cinemaphiles out there you guys know exactly what i'm talking about it's that yellowish hue kind of orangey vibe to it and i even saw this tiktoker i forgot her name i think it's like um uh Haley bailey or something i don't know but it's like a, a verified account on tiktok and she recreated a wes anderson-esque vibe in the middle of manhattan and no filter is needed, nothing is needed, and it just looks naturally that way, which is pretty. Haley Bieber? A, no, it's not Haley Bieber. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so this article said that wildfire smoke spreading from New York to Alabama has led to a surge in demand for N95 masks recommended by health officials to protect against smoke inhalation. We know the last time that health officials recommended the use of masks to protect ourselves from airborne any anything right and we know how that turned out and how that escalated pretty quickly um arm brust american a mask manufacturer reported a 1600 percent surge in sales new york governor kathy or kathy hochel said that 1 million n95 masks would be made available to the state's public Mask manufacturers had previously encountered this surge during the pandemic between 2019-2021. So just like this morning, I was walking my dog Shadow and we stumbled across a uh, disposed package for an N95 mask that was just on the floor. Someone littered on the floor. And it reminded me, you know, like what if this is COVID 2.0? What if this is to kind of gauge the reaction time or gauge how susceptible people are still to being influenced through fear right so then you know the mask sales kind of go up and then yeah it just shows how how easily um how easily swayed people are exactly so it's kind of like testing the waters for maybe an upcoming release of a new 
virus of a new strain of something you know don't forget to stock up on your toilet paper yes sir um yes, at that sir. point look if 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 there was another virus or something that made the whole world go haywire or made the united states go haywire and and everyone just started grabbing toilet paper off the shelves and there was no toilet paper i would just buy a bidet mm. You know what I mean? They're very easy to hook up to your toilets and then you, you you never need toilet paper again. We should get a bidet. I've always wanted to get those um, Japanese toilets that open up when you enter the bathroom, you know, like they automatically open up and they spray a nice little stream of water up your butt and they clean everything. There's even like a, a air drying thing, you know, and I do want to eventually, uh, hopefully, with this podcast and with the support of all the listeners, we can finally afford a Japanese Toto uh, toilet. That's the whole goal with this podcast, by the way. That's <laughs> why we started this podcast um, at the height of COVID because toilet paper was scarce. scarce and we didn't want to walk around with our dirty buttholes anymore. How much is a Japanese toilet thing that you're referring to? That's a good question. Let me just look that up right quick. Um, um I don't know that I I don't know that that's what I signed up for though. Price. So if you guys want to you know fund me for more practical things. What do you mean you didn't sign up for this? What are you talking about? I didn't about? sign up for the toilet thing. All right, I got a price here. You want to see the complete version, like the full body included, everything included. It's actually not as expensive as I thought because you could get just the top portion of it, I guess, which is installed on top of your existing toilet. Let me stop you because whenever yes. Kelly says it's not as, as expensive as he thought, it's at least like a few grand. Yeah. So, so let's hear it. Let's go. So it is only $4,269. Only $4,000, guys. And I like how they put the 69 there. It's like it's 42069 essentially. It's only someone's like full month of, of income. You know, nothing, yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, but think about it though. Like you're in and out really quickly. There's a warm stream of water just being blasted up your anus. And it probably feels great. Tremendous, right? Even as a straight cis male. I can imagine that it probably feels great. I was going to say that a guy's G-spot is supposedly... Up his butt. In their butts. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's... It might be accurate, but that's what I've heard and read in like a lot of videos and stuff of people, of girls being like, yeah, you guys want to talk about <laughs> um, like, you know, homosexual relationships? Well... A guy's G-spot is actually in their butt and stuff. Mm. Um, super interesting. But yeah, I wonder like why, what would the purpose of that be? Is is that why guys like to use the bathroom so much? I think that that is part of it. Yeah. Ew. I think that No, no, no. Like for real. I think that <laughs> if you're not gay, obviously, and you're a straight male why, uh, listening to this, chances are you you probably enjoy sitting on the toilet and i think that that's why men are more like have a higher propensity of getting hemorrhoids because hemorrhoids is when you sit on the toilet for too long mm -hmm. you know because then something happens down there i'm not a, a freaking nasa Expert. scientist yeah. yeah i don't know how the the human anus works but 
I think that that's essentially what it is, that you spend too much time on the toilet. And I even saw this article that said that there's a surge in the percentage and the amount of people, specifically men, who have problems with their prostate and who have hemorrhoids because of the excessive time that's spent sitting on the toilet, scrolling aimlessly and mindlessly through social media apps like TikTok. And for all the girls out there who can relate to like the guy spending an hour or two in the bathroom. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. geez, like, and then they're like just scrolling the whole time. But my you know point what? is that's an insane amount of time to just be sitting there. You know what though? Like I'm getting better at it because I've been kind of timing myself and I've, <laughs> No, really. <laughs> like a re like a relay race or something. Yeah, because I'm preparing for the shooting Olympics that's coming up. But I have been timing myself and I've noticed that there's a drastic decrease in terms of like how long I spend just because I've been kind of, you know, restraining from using TikTok mm. and from using social media and even listening to music. I've oh. been listening to a lot of class. Whoops. Classical. Uh, coffee burps um i've been listening to a lot of classical music lately and i have to say that it's been really enhancing my mood it's been doing something to my brain too i feel like i've been speaking a little bit better if you are a long-term listener you may probably and you probably have and hopefully you have noticed that there are cert like certain episodes where i just can't speak and two episodes back that was the case on the last episode i was actually pretty happy and proud about how I spoke and I spoke actually pretty well and I got my thoughts across and even this one I'm feeling good about how I'm speaking I'm not having any you know um, extreme use excessive use of connective you know uh, nouns and terms and ums and dum 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 but my point being that maybe classical music does in fact help you enhance yourself mentally it might be a nootropic that's non-invasive that you don't have to consume but everybody has access to and i and i've been thinking a lot about that too it's like the idea of frequencies right like what you listen to literally i think has some implications like has some severe impact on maybe even your dna structure and that's why when that one scientist that we talked about on the previous episode he started playing classical music for his crops i think of corn you know his corn grew 10 times larger than any of his fellow farmers and competitors i've seen videos like that yeah and i think that it does the same thing with our dna and that's why classical music is the preferred um sound for the elites and for the affluent people and for even studying when people are studying yeah. they tend to put like classical music piano and, instrumentals whatnot and that's what i've been doing i've been playing classical music all the time in the studio whenever i'm editing or i'm like preparing for a podcast or something like that and reading up on articles and news i'm just always listening to it so highly recommend checking it out um if you have spotify and if you're listening to this podcast on spotify right now you can search up a playlist called Classical Focus, and it's just a woman um, writing in her journal as the cover art, but it's tremendous. Like, it has everything in here. It has the OGs, you know, it has, like, newer names that I've never heard of, and I'm no um, aficionato or whatever you call it, but it has Mozart, it has Wolfgang. Well, Wolfgang Mozart is the guy, right? Or something like that. Yeah. Like his name is Wolfgang Mozart. Yeah, so that yeah. just shows how, <laughs> how well-versed I am <laughs> in that universe. I don't know anything about it. But anyways, highly recommend you guys checking it out. Um, I highly recommend checking out country music. Mm, no, I don't. Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> it just does something to your soul, guys. 
And I think my, actually, let me check. We're so off topic this episode. Like, we're so. No, we're going of, back and forth, baby. And that's how we fucking like it. We're kind of just talking about whatever. But if you want to check your, like, top um, artists or, or tracks on Spotify, you can go to statsforspotify.com mm-hmm. and you can sign in, right? Yeah. And hold on, I'm going to just check what my top tracks are. So my top tracks from the last four weeks are One of Them Girls by Lee Bryce. That's country. Mm -hmm. Uh, You Make It Easy, which is that song. You make it easy. Loving up on you. You make it Um, easy. Dan and Shay, which is a country duo. uh, Tennessee Whiskey. You guys know you like that Tennessee whiskey. Yeehaw. You know Tennessee whiskey? No idea. He says, you're a smooth Tennessee whiskey. You're a sweet strawberry Oh, yeah. One. You don't oh, know that song? Yeah. No. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and, then, and, then, uh, uh, and then a cover for 50 Cent's AO Technology. <laughs> Yo, 50 Cent's music is so underrated. I uh, I recently rewatched um Get Rich or Die or Get Rich or Die Trying and that movie is so good. His movie's not underrated. It's just not of this time anymore. No, it but it I'm was saying. super it was super pleasantly rated during its time you know it was but i'm saying that it still stands up just like eight mile you know like people usually reference eight mile as top tier rapper films but i think that 50 cent yeah i think that 50 cents film should also be mentioned in that conversation because it has depth to it like it has it kind of falls apart towards the end because i feel like they just didn't know how to finish and tie everything up together and and just basically present like a nice finished product for the audience but for the most part, it's actually pretty legit. Like it's a pretty good film. I I like the film. I don't know how much of it is accurate, how much of the lore is accurate with his upbringing and his personality and his life, but it's a pretty good gangster film. I I just wanted I wanted you to play this video. Is mm. your phone connected? Yeah. Okay, I wanted you to play so. this video. There's a girl who came to Eminem's defense. Um, oh, I saw that because video. Gen Z is trying oh. to cancel Eminem. When oh we need god. to listen to this because oh my god, I don't want to listen to it <laughs> if again. If I had to sit through oh. these thirty seconds, like everyone else has to, oh like I wasn't put through this pain to not be <laughs> to not shed this pain for other people. I've seen this video and somebody on Twitter retweeted it, saying that they didn't have any problems with Eminem until this until, video was dropped. Yeah, they were like, "Now I want to cancel Eminem." Yeah, like, it's like I had no trouble with Eminem. I had no problem but now okay let's play it here we go go ahead oh god guys please plug your ears just turn off everything (laughs) what oh my god (laughs) jenzy's trying to what and mind you that this is some white karen you know that just (laughs) oh it's so funny look no offense to all the all the white homies out there but whenever white people try to like get involved with the culture and hip hop and they want to show that they're in the know that they're down. Oh my god, dude, it's the most cringe thing ever. Like I have no problems, you know? Like there are white rappers that there's like Iggy Azalea, 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 whatever the hell. She doesn't um seem like a Karen. She seems like a Jersey girl. She seems like a Jersey girl, but I know her intentions are good, but it's just like she look, 
certain people, and this is all just in preparation to play this video. I just want to quickly state this, that certain people, they need more critical friendships and they need to surround themselves with more critical people. Because a lot of people live in a nerfed reality where every single person around them is either their best friend and they're scared to tell them the truth and they're scared to criticize them or they just don't have anyone to contest their ideas and their feelings about certain things. And so this lady thought that it was a great idea. <laughs> she did this. She filmed it. She rewatched it. She edited it. She added captions to it. the video. And then she told herself, this is amazing. I'm going to post this. This is internet worthy. So my point is that everybody needs people around them who pat them on the shoulder and it's like you know look it's a great idea but you just probably didn't you know but but let me stop you because she look it went viral so it worked and secondly to me it kind of came off like in a humorous way like she could kind of laugh at herself after this you know yeah i don't think that she was like very seriously making this video but we'll debate yeah. after we play it for the fans I for the I just play it and for, the for any of the Eminem fans, what? you might want to sign off now. Yeah, uh, trust me, it's not worth uh, putting yourself through this. But for anyone else who has stayed up until this point, let's just play this. Gen Z's trying to what? Oh my god! Cancel Eminem. Gen Z's trying to cancel Eminem, honey. That's cute. Oh my god. Listen, little kitties, let me make this quite clear. This man was around even before you were here. So what, you're all mad because the man was a lyricist while all your rappers are a mumbling gibberish? No. Go ahead and shut your mouth. Better yet, go and sit your ass in time out because boy was running laps even before you could walk. Hell, boy was spitting balls even before you could talk. So no. I'm afraid you're null in, boy, dear. I'm afraid your opinion don't matter here because one day you'll grow oh up my and god. see how everyone went and forgot about Z. Oh my god. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. I forgot about Z. I can't. I can't. I can't, guys. I, 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 I oh just. Oh my god. I, look, look, to your point, it worked. <laughs> sure, she went viral, but I still don't think it would be worth it if, like, I don't know, like, at the cost of what being ridiculed, dude, like everybody laughing at you and not laughing with you. I feel like there's a, in art, in creating stuff where you bring people together and they kind of champion you and your ideas but there's there's just embarrassment and this is what it is it's just mass embarrassment it's just widespread embarrassment <clears throat> what did it cost everything yeah it cost her everything because imagine like she works at a reputable firm or something at a company and you know all her co-workers now know her as the white lady who defended eminem you know like it's just uh it's just people said that cringe, it's man. like watching a train wreck <laughs> it is it's so especially when she started switching up her voice trying to be like some shady it was just uh, yeah she was like he was here before you could walk <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that is so funny <coughs> i i find it just so funny yeah. but it really was painful to sit through honestly and and now you guys had to sit through it sorry oh god um but yeah that's just that's just how it is you want to talk about another atrocity yeah, let's talk about it. All right, listen to this. Let's talk about that. Yeah, listen like to Rhett this. And Link. Yeah, listen to this. Okay. Boys aged <laughs> eight are sent home with puberty kit, including panty liners and maxi pads by Connecticut Elementary School after being shown videos about gender identity. Parents in Granby, Connecticut are furious after elementary school students were shown a video discussing, discussing gender identity and sent home with puberty kits. 
Parents at the Wells Road Intermediate School say their third, fourth, and fifth graders were shown the video in which children discuss identifying outside the gender binary and wave pride flags around. I don't know what that, uh, I think I might have read that wrong, but who cares? Keep on going. Uh, pride means you should be able to be free. All my life, I never really felt like a boy and I don't really feel like a girl. So I'd rather be both, says one child in the video called Simon, who identifies as he, they. Many parents believe their children are too young to be learning about these topics and claim they were not warned about the Pride Month programming in advance. Here's the video. Here's a snippet of the video. Universal Kids celebrates Pride Month. What Pride means to me is nobody can tell you what to do. I have dolls. I love my dolls. Boys can play with dolls too. I have two moms and I call them mommy and mama. What Pride means to me is just being myself and standing up for what I believe in. Pride means you should be able to be free. All my life I never really felt like a boy and I don't really feel like a girl, so I'd rather be both. Pride means a person could be whoever they want to be in their heart. The fact that I could say that I like to be called a boy makes me feel happy inside. Pride to me is my two dads. If you have two moms or if you have one dad or one mom. It's not like, oh, this or that. It's what makes people happy. Happy Pride Month. Pride is universal. Be authentically you. Be authentically you. That I have a problem with. I have a problem with that statement coming out of developing human beings brains uh -huh. you know like these kids don't even have a sense of identity yet and you're here teaching them that they can be themselves but ironically you're not teaching them that they can be themselves you're teaching them that they can be a version of the agenda that you're pushing and shoving down every kid's throat you're telling them exactly what they should be mm. and that's the big irony here it's not giving them space and freedom to choose for themselves you're actually shoving ide ideologies and outlooks that align with the agenda that you believe in. I had an interesting thing that aligned with that, and it's about Megan Fox's sons. So for anyone who doesn't know, Megan Fox has three boys, um, but the way that they dress is just completely like girls. They have their hair long. All of them? The three of them. Just, wow. just dress like girls, long hair, wear girl colors, you know, pink, wear their, you know, like they look, yeah. they look like girls. Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell that they were boys. And then there was like a caption for the paparazzi taken photo that says Megan Fox and her three boys. So brave. Right. Yeah. And then a Twitter user by the name Robbie Starbuck um, recently came out and said that he used to live in the same gated communi community as Megan Fox mm -hmm. and that their kids would play together at the park and that he saw two of them having a full-on breakdown saying they were forced by their mom to wear girls' clothes as their nanny tried to console them. What the And freak? then said that he believes that this is child abuse and to pray for them. Who knows if this story is true <sighs> or false, but yeah. if it is true, um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't doubt it either way. Yeah. Um, just because, you know You know what that is though, right? What? That's the search for the sacred androgen. What's that? So the androgynous. Oh, you were talking about that on the podcast. Right. And that's what historically humans have always been in the search of the sacred androgynous being. And even Leonardo da Vinci, in various paintings of his, he draws a, a figure that is male, 
but also has like a lot of female attractive qualities to it. And so that's the whole idea of embodying duality, embodying the way of Baphomet. It's the yin and yang. It's the male and female. It's the duality of being embodied in one human. And I also recently read about this idea that back in the day when nobility, right, when someone wanted to become a noble person, somebody wanted to elevate themselves within the hierarchy of society in a socioeconomic standard or in a socioeconomic um, stadium, I'd say, like you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, they would sacrifice their kids, like literally sacrifice their kids. But the modern version of that, the more civilized version has been that these celebrities are sacrificing their kids in terms of ideology and presentation and identity. So what she did is she sacrificed both of her three boys in order to kind of sustain this level of, you know, affluence that she has become um, accustomed to. And she's a practitioner of, of magic too. Like I've seen um, videos and I think Instagram posts of her taking a picture of of a book about moon spells. And, you know? her, and she doesn't she have like a thing with consuming blood or whatever? Yes, yes. And she is in the new... Um, so wait, hold on real quick. She is in the new advertisement... Let me oh just God. put my my volume down. Hold on, guys. I'm going to find this video on TikTok. But she's involved in the new Diablo 3 um, trailer, <laughs> which is a video game that's super satanic. It's, it's No, it's extremely satanic, actually. Like, you guys, if you know gaming, then you know what it is. But it's literally deliberately about the devil and stuff and the multiple different levels of hell. And I just want to see if I can find it. But I just find this interesting because um, people are saying that the boys don't identify as girls mm. and that the par like parents, like especially celebrities, um, try to pull this sometimes for publicity and because they know that this whole like, um, uh, you know, your boys being able to dress as girls should is like a a brave and like a a something to applaud kind of you know yeah yeah uh, to see parents allow their kids to do that and then it's funny because there's like um there's like people responding with memes because this is twitter of course and then it's saying one of the memes is saying you're telling me i can't pick my bedtime but i can pick my gender <laughs> <laughs> that's so true um and it's so weird i mean I can't say, I don't know if weird is the right word, but it's so tricky mm -hmm. um, because I just, I don't think that, I think that kids can make choices for themselves, yes, but there are, there are limits for, and that's why they parents exist for a reason right because humans require maturity through experience and kids don't have experiences and therefore they don't have maturity and if you're going to make these decisions that are life-defining then you have to at least have some precedent and some experience that leads up to those choices and that's my problem with this whole idea of targeting kids and and infusing every you know institution educational institution with these ideologies and with these agendas you know it's inviting transgender people into schools it's inviting you know these advocates for kind of distorting their perception of who they are and what they should be when you need 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's and another thing is they there are ages yeah. like age requirements to do certain things and I think that that should be in place for things like this as well. Of course. So there's there's an age that you're allowed to smoke which is 21 at least in the US. There is the age that you're allowed to drink, which is also 21, at least in the U.S. Because I know a lot of countries that are like 15, 16. And, and, Just like in Brazil, 18. Right. Portugal is like 16 in yeah. Portugal. Um, and then 18 is when you're allowed to move out. So like there are ages for these things because otherwise, you know, these kids would not be developed enough enough mentally to make these kinds of kinds of decisions right. to smoke and drink and to even move out of the house exactly like uh there there is a difference between a 16 year old and an 18 year old being that an 18 year old would have already finished their mandatory education mm -hmm. which is getting a high school diploma or high school diploma equivalent right um but Otherwise, before then, you're still, you know, a mm. minor. You're still below the age to make a decision for yourself that would be life-changing and probably in in negative ways more than not. Right. So if you saw a 15-year-old move out of the house versus an 18-year-old, you can expect an 18-year-old to kind of have it more a little figured more together, out yeah. right not that they would 18 is not that big of a difference yeah. but a little bit more figured out than a 15 year old that's for sure exactly. and so that's why those ages exist age yeah those like age requirements exist for a reason yeah and then when it comes to gender it, they just completely ignore that fact so why can't my four-year-old son drink a whole body of whiskey a whole bottle of whiskey you know yeah if he can choose to cut off his penis then why can't he drink a whole bottle of whiskey yeah why not smoke a whole pound of crack while you're at it you know and and this is something else i wanted to say right like for example only fans right i don't know what the age requirement is i think it's 18 you have to be 18 to start an only fans yeah i think right? it's 18 and um what if your young daughter, 14 or whatever, said she wanted to start an OnlyFans? Would you thumbs up that because she she just feels like that's what she wants to do? And, yeah. And she feels like she has the choice over her body. Actually, question, question. So, so like, would you allow that yeah. just because that's what she wants to do and she feels that she has the right to that choice for herself? I would love to ask this question to a progressive parent like in an ultra progressive parent right what would you do if your daughter if your 10 year old daughter turned to you and said i identify as a webcam girl as a girl who does only fans and also i am very much sexually attracted to 55 year old men <laughs> yeah. would that progressive parent smile 
and say, oh, of course, of course you are. You can be whatever you want. You know, I'm here. I'm very supportive. I'll support you with anything you want to do. Like, I wonder if that would be the case because that's what parents are, are doing. Progressive parents, you know, delusional liberal parents. It's like whatever your kid wants. If your kid, you know, and, and, and growing up, for example, like I had this addiction with Yu-Gi-Oh cards at one point and each pack was like 50 bucks. And I would cry and stomp and break shit and slam doors and try to convince my mom to buy me some, but she wouldn't break. Like she wouldn't allow my, my, my fidgeting and my protest to change her, her resolve and to change her opinion of what was best for me in that moment. Yeah. So if she had just given in to every impulse I had and every decision and everything I wanted, then I would have grown up a completely different person, a completely spoiled person that has no real sense of value of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that applies on every aspect of every facet of existence, every part of the development process of a child. It's like you have to understand that it's not always what the child wants. If a 10 year old girl wants to be on OnlyFans, you can't just look at her and say, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You identify as a cam girl. OK. And you also like 55 year old men. OK. So we so we'll be supportive of that and we'll facilitate that that entire process of happening. Yeah, I mean, look, my only question is what are like what what's the limits, right? So what Yeah, like where do you draw the line? Right. So I I guess I just have a really hard time understanding it because I never had these questions as a kid. Right. And so I wonder why it's such a thing now that all of these kids are are beginning to question or or have to question or feel like they or or even know other so many other kids that that are questioning or have already made these like changes and stuff mm-hmm. and i've never like i guess i'm just so not used to it too but i just can't understand you know these like big changes that have been made where it's like i never even talked about like anything sexuality gender identity in school ever yeah. Like, especially in middle school, elementary school, never. And I've never had those conversations with my parents either. Right. And I, yeah, like, because, you know, unless, unless I would understand if the, if the child just like brought it up themselves, yeah, like on their own or whatever the case was, like they, I don't know. Um, but I just can't understand it being like such a topic that needs to be had like in schools and stuff that needs to be you know i definitely wouldn't be happy about that as a parent if if i knew that in schools like this was being taught to to my child like i could care less if it's a part of the curriculum you know what i think i think that that like those subjects are up to parents to teach and I, i just always stand by that decision it's like Parents do have a choice. There will be parents who have the choice to teach their kids that and it's fine. But then it's like, I also should be left to have that choice where my kid doesn't come home from school like asking me things because a teacher told them something or or whatever the case is. Right. And then I have to have that conversation that maybe maybe i didn't feel was the right time to have it with like a such a young kid you know Mm -hmm. i i have a very unpopular opinion but maybe some people out there agree with this but i think that there are way more similarities between what's going on now with um 
you know, these, these people trying to indoctrinate and corrupt these kids and, you know, just completely distort their sense of identity and also school shooting. Like, I think that both of them have a lot of similarities. I think that both of them are similar acts of terrorism. You know, they, they target kids and they're targeting their sense of identity and they're killing certain aspects of the, of, of their, of their individuality, essentially. And that's just the, the, the feeling I get. And that's how strongly I disagree with what's going on. It's like, to me, it's no different. It's like you're filling a school up with fucking pride flags and shit and telling all of the teachers to dress like the opposite sex of what they are. And you're teaching kids that this is the way. And then you're also using that, that coercive aspect, you know, of just peer pressure that permeates every kid's mind and DNA while they're in these formative years. So if everybody in their classroom or 80% agree that, oh, like I should change my pronouns, I should change my gender, then that kid, chances are, even if he doesn't agree, he or she doesn't agree, she's going to end up, he, he or she is going to end up kind of submissing, like yeah. submitting themselves to the general rule. And that's the huge problem. And so it's different if you're dealing with like independent adults who are, you know, just living their lives and have a stable job and have an apartment and don't have too many friends. It's like these are individuals who are living in the world. When you target kids, you're targeting a hive mindset. You're targeting a, a school of fish, you know, right. like it's like a, like it's so wrong on so many levels. And it's no different, in my opinion, than school shooting. It's like you're killing these kids either way. Yeah, I mean, I I personally wouldn't say it's no, like that. No, it's no, no different, but, uh, but yeah, I think I that there are mean. similarities. No, I obviously know that it's I not know. the same thing, Gabriella. Relax, I was just saying, no, like... Because she makes me feel stupid. I'm not making you feel stupid. I was just saying, my, like, I, I don't really know what to compare it to because it's tough. It's like saying, like, the whole vaping problem that's been on the rise and stuff over recent years, like you can say that there are a lot of similarities between that and like vaping but then you can say that there isn't and, and it's just like such a complicated thing yeah i just like again i just stand by my like i don't want it to get to a point where i feel like i have to homeschool my kids because all of the schools in the districts or whatever um, just feel the need to include this in their lesson plans. And I've been thinking about that too. Like we don't have kids yet, but when we do have kids and if that's the case that every school around us is just adopting this ideology and that's what they're teaching kids in school, I honestly, I swear to God, I would consider homeschooling our kids or even sending them to school in like a different country, you know, a country that doesn't fucking do that shit. Yeah, cause to me, it's just like, again, it's like that. I, I, I didn't learn about that in school. And I yeah. think that there, like, there's reasons for that. It's like that is up to parents to teach the same way parents are the ones that teach about the birds and the bees. Yep. Um, teachers don't. If a teacher did, a parent would be infuriated to know that their child learned this from a teacher that like planted these seeds in their head and now their child has discovered porn at the age of eight or whatever the case is. Yeah. But my point is that um, those conversations have always been left up to parents for a reason and I just think that that's the way that it should stay. Mm -hmm. And that's all. Like that's everything it. else... Um, same thing with like, they don't look like they have health class, right? 
you can you can like have a chapter on it or whatever in health class if if it's in the books already because i'm sure that there was like even in the health books that i learned and stuff but i don't think that there needs to be this whole emphasis on it yeah like this glorification of it right because because it becomes until like it becomes unbalanced it's this hyper focus on one and and just neglecting of the other so being cisgender being straight is just being neglected while being homosexual and trans and all that stuff is being emphasized and so like that's how i know that it's not about inclusivity and again i've said this in past podcasts and you can you know go back and listen to every time i've said this because i've said it so many times that i'm all for everything that anyone wants to be i'm all for it as long as it's not being imposed on other people so even me being straight i'm not here creating a podcast and telling every man that no being gay is wrong like you should be straight you know like i'm not here doing that i'm just here stating my opinion of what i know of what i've experienced throughout my 25 years on this earth and i still have a lot to go i still have a lot to learn but still like i it's just what i feel and and you and I always see like a lot of like sly comments to um, especially like white people and stuff. But it's always like, oh, you're a cisgender white male. Right. Yeah. Like it's always like mentioning the fact that they're cis, which is straight. Right. I think. Yeah. And then gen like cis or I don't even know what the hell it means. Like that's how much I know. Yeah, but it's always um, but portrayed it, as being negative too. It's like basically saying that you're a straight white male, like you yes. identify as he them and you you are heterosexual, but then it's used as like a he him. It's you no, but I'm saying it's used as an attack. It's like, yeah. "Oh, I'm not going to listen to like a Some, cisgender white yes. male or I'm not going to listen to this like cisgender male." telling me it's always usually males like it's always usually cisgender male in that order or whatever and that's how you know it's uh it's tyrannical control because it's 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 subverting the values and so it's making cis straight cis white males feel inferior because that's how you're stating it right so basically cisgender which i now found out what it really means is that you correspond with the sex that you were registered at birth and so basically it's like it's like a sly comment now that that someone who is not transsexual like you need to point out that they're not transsexual and that they're like their cisgender opinions are kind of invalid because they they aren't transgender yeah i said was i saying transsexual i must say transgender I'm like so confused. Transgender is what I, I was trying to say. I think it's the same say. thing, no? No. Transsexual and trans. Well, I, transsexual implies sexuality. So I think it's that you're on the spectrum of sexuality. And then transgender is that you're on the spectrum of gender. Yeah. not. I'm not sure, guys. Any Again, hoots. I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. I have this one last funny thing to point out. Um, it's not about what we were talking about at all. Unless, do you have anything else to add? No. Um, but there was an OnlyFans creator by the name Ellie Brooke, and she talks about her future kids finding out about her career, and her response is that they can cry in a Ferrari. Oh, I think I've seen that. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny. And I also saw a TikTok video of a mom 
her daughter like gifted her a new Mercedes or something. Mm. And then she was like, here, mom, it's for you and stuff. And then the mom was like, oh my God, how did you get this? Like, how did you afford, afford this? this thing? And then she's like, I put your feet pictures online. Yeah. And then and she's like, the mom just like takes a pause. She's like, wait, you put my you put my feet pictures online? And then she's like, yeah, but look, you got a Mercedes now. And just like talking exactly yeah. like that, like all calm. She's like, yeah, but look, you got a Mercedes. I and bet then- you, I bet you that if we started posting your feet pics online, we would also be able to afford multiple Mercedes. Um, I will not be posting my feet. <laughs> I don't like feet. I don't <laughs> want anything so to do funny. with it. I don't want people to But it's just funny the idea my feet. Yeah, it that is. there are m- hundreds, troves, thousands of weirdos. And again, I'm not kink shaming if you're listening to this and you're a person who loves feet. That's fine. Foot fetish. Yeah, that's fine. Everybody has their fetish. But I'm saying like there are weirdos out there though. Like there are people who just spend all day just jerking off the feet yeah no i just don't like feet like i don't want anyone to look at my feet and feel aroused i just don't that would make me like that already like imagine that like the feet thing already makes me uncomfortable and so that's how you know i would never do an OnlyFans because just thinking about like people online just just, the feet just yeah like even the feet already does it for me but it's but anyways it was so funny because the mom was just like oh okay like all right so i got a mercedes with my feet pics like sounds good whatever pays the bills um but it's really funny because people are saying you know they make this comparison of this only fans creator is kind of like kim kardashian and when her kids are old enough to find out about the ray j sex tape and stuff Mm -hmm. um but it's just interesting because a lot of like it's becoming normal to just you know if you were involved in any any, like sex work or like any sex scandal or whatever it's just become the norm to to just you know kind of uh bid it off with money like kind of you know shove it wash under the it, shove it, it under the money. rug right by by having the cash to back it up so it's like oh yeah well i was involved in this but you look at us like we're we're stable we have this home that we have look you have a ferrari at 16 yeah. so you're going to go take it to your it. prom aren't you yeah. and that's it so don't so go cry in it if you want but it and is that kind what of, it is and that kind of reminds me of that um uh inter- i think it was an interview or it was a tweet where kim kardashian said that kanye west's behavior is going to do way more damage to their children's future than her sex tape and then everybody responded to that saying that like that's just not the case because i feel like if you're a sex worker and you're on the internet and you're spread like spread on the internet uh literally spread on the internet like you have your legs spread on the internet then that's gonna haunt your whole generation i feel Mm. and that's what i believe in it's like there's this idea of feminism right like women view it as empowerment it's like you go girl like you do whatever you got to do you spread the mass cheeks and you get that bag girl like you do your thing you know like that's the whole ideology and that's the whole sentiment i guess but if you start really looking into it like only fans consist of a female right a woman doing these things and showing herself and selling her body and selling her image and selling her self-worth or whatever's left of her self-worth to weirdos to men right so she's relying on the patriarchy still she's relying on weird strange men on the internet who are paying her bills and so 
is it really empowerment if all you're doing is just kind of lowering your own frequency and your public perception so that you can get aid and get help from random men on the internet? Yeah, that's true. It's a, that's a good point. I've it's seen an exchange. a lot of people saying that too. Yeah, it's an exchange. It's like, that's all it is. It's not empowerment. Empowerment, in my opinion, is a respectable woman who goes through life, creates her own shit, puts in the work, competes directly with anyone and any person who dares to fucking compete with her, and she still rises to the occasion. And so that could be in a corporate setting, that could be as an entrepreneurial, like in an entrepreneurial setting. And no, I don't think OnlyFans is an entrepreneurial sport. I don't think it's an, an entrepreneurial endeavor. I think it's literally virtual prostitution. And that's what it is. And you can view it so that it helps you sleep at night, but it is what it is. Like the reality is always one. And that's why I always respect women who get their own shit without the use of that shit. Mm -hmm. And that's all I have for today. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for today, too. And I just want to close off this podcast with a snippet of Megan Fox um, doing a commercial for the upcoming video game Diablo 4, I believe. If there's one thing I love, it's the sight of blood. <laughs> and in Diablo 4, there are rivers of it. Show me your worst in-game death with hashtag Diablo deaths and you might get a eulogy from yours truly, telling the world that you went out like a hero or a chump. So that's her doing a, an advertisement for a video game called Diablo, which is Spanish for devil. And she's talking about this her love for um, blood drinking and worship. Interesting. And the sight of blood. and Yeah, she's a vampire, dude, because she doesn't age. It's so strange. Yeah, I saw a picture that was comparing her from like 2000, like almost 20 years ago to now. She's a vampire. Yeah, she hasn't. I mean, obviously, they have like fillers and stuff probably and like Botox, but... She 100% extracted blood, and this is my own personal conspiracy, but I think she extracted blood from her children um, as they were growing up, and she would consume it and inject it in herself and do that whole thing that Peter uh, Thiel and all of the um, big tech investors are doing. Very interesting, if yeah. that's the case. Um, not my thing either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with the parents that do that. I get so squeamish at the sight of blood, and it's just so weird to me. But yeah. Uh, I don't, but I definitely don't get off on the sight of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah I, I love, I like blood. Love looking at blood, but I don't get <clears throat> squeamish like needles and stuff. I've always been good with it. I used to be fascinated, like looking at the, you know, whenever they would do like a blood yeah. um, test and whatever, and have to take blood and whatnot. I think I've said this on here before, but I witnessed my dad opening a female body because he worked in that area in Brazil, like as a medical person that prepares the body after they're deceased and stuff. And when I turned 18, he took me along as like a take your kid to work day. And I, I witnessed him opening and gutting a human woman and then literally chainsawing her skull, propping open her brain and holding the brain in his hand and I got to hold a human brain. But I think I dissociated because I don't really like remember details. I think I tried my best to like not remember that and like kind of dissociate it. But I do remember it though. Like certain specific parts where I got like super close to the body. I saw him like fishing around in her intestines and looking for certain organs to bag and prepare. It was so, so bizarre. So bizarre. But still, I witnessed that 
again, I'm still squeamish at the thought of needles and blood spilling on the floor. Yeah, I think I I think that's like a different realm, like a dead yeah, body. A dead body is, is different. different than a living body that is kind of showing all of these things that should only be seen w in a dead body in my head. So right. in my head, it's like you should see the inside of a human body, maybe if it's dead. Right. Okay. If it's a lot like if but I wouldn't want to see it. Is no, no, no. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't. But if there's a living person with a freaking rib sticking out of their side, right, right, that's it's, super horrifying. Yeah, more than it would be seeing a dead it. person with a rib sticking out. Yeah, right. I under. Yeah, I get what you're putting down. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're, you're putting up down. Picking up what I'm putting down, man. Um, but yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Just seeing. I've only been to one like wake. Um, and it was for a, a priest that from my church, and and we got to see his like open casket. Oh, I've seen and, so many uh, dead bodies, dude. Never again, like just never again. Um, yeah, and then obviously like my cousin's cat. I've I that that's kind of different because it's an animal, it's a pet. Mm -hmm. But even that, like, um, kind of kind of traumatizing, yeah. kind of scarring. Uh, but it it's just not I I don't I don't think I would attend wakes I'd, or like open casket stuff. Um, I've seen so many open casket wakes um, during my formative years growing up in Brazil. Uh, family members of distant family members and friends of family, and it, it's just so bizarre. Like death has always been a common denominator in my existence in my life, and it's just interesting. And I just want to leave people with one last food for thought that I've, I had last night off an edible, um, a very potent edible, but that's when I like to really do my reflecting and my, and just really have new ideas and channel new energies and all that shit. Um, this idea is this, isn't it crazy how we are born dying? Yeah. Humans are the, like we are born already dying. Mm -hmm. So the moment we're born is the moment that our dying process starts. Our dying clock begins. And that is a food for thought. Sit with that. Think about it. Really try to abstract everything you know or have ever known about being born, about babies, about children, about humanity, about existence. And just really try to understand that. Look, that's like the realistic way of looking at it, right? Okay, I won't say anything, but I do think that we are also born to live. And so I think that there is a balance, but that's what I'll leave with. And I won't say anything else because I feel like that's a deeper conversation. We are born to live. Okay. We are born to live, but also born to die. Yes. I think that it's both. And it's, it's a balance. It's a simultaneous process. And in that simultaneous process, I think there's immortality to be found and there's the infinite and there's impermanence. So if we're being born to die and we're and we're dying at like we are born dying already, then there is a certain level of immortality to be found. And that's a way deeper conversation. And I think that that immortality is reached through spiritual awakening and through enlightenment and through enhancement of wisdom and knowledge and understanding of life and the spiritual realms and all the realms that exist around us but that's for a deeper show episode maybe we'll talk about it on the video format of the podcast one day but yeah yeah that's all folks uh looney tunes
That's all, folks. Yeah, that's all, folks. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Mentally Gone Daily. And don't forget to leave us a rating, a review. Uh, we would very much appreciate that. Uh, we do see that there are a lot of people who listen to these episodes, but you guys haven't left the review yet, man. Come on. Come on, Neil. Yeah, come on, come guys. Come on, Neil. Um, really quickly, actually, I just remembered this. I might not be able to find it because we get bombarded with just emails and random shit all the time. Uh, hold on, guys. And that's the end of the episode. Uh, I'll see you wait, again. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> see you on the next episode. I'm trying episode. <laughs> to find... It's because someone wrote in an email and uh, uh, it was pretty cool. And they said that they... Hold on, wait. Oh, we, we, we get... Okay, I found it. Um, I watch your YouTube channels. Big fan. Uh, very sorry I'm writing you. Hope it's not weird. That was Mariana Reyes. So thank you, Mariana Reyes, for writing in using our uh, Hubi link. And we appreciate that. And I just wanted to give a shout out because we, you know. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know people sent emails. Yeah, like, me neither. Talking, you know, kind of just talking with us. Yeah, you're going to talk about it. All right, guys. Um, oh, um, if you guys want to subscribe to our Patreon, we do full movie reactions and we do commentary on the movies that we're watching, brand yeah. new movies that we've never seen before. Full uncut reactions. First time watchings. And we've gotten a few Patreon patrons or whatever they're called yeah we got and, seven and i've been sending messages like personally to those people so if you guys want to you know have jump in on that have yeah. a chat uh yeah subscribe to our patreon yes sir all right uh thank you guys thank you so much for tuning in and as always don't forget that it's never wrong to be immensely gone peace, peace to, to the, the world, world.